Yo fam, Coach Sam with Strong Gents Coaching, back again with another podcast episode with Coach Tom. Today we're going to dive in on how we can gain more motivation and pick yourself up from the bootstraps so you can get further along in life. There seems to be a trend that we are not too happy about. It's a current trend where we're seeing people are too comfortable in their current situation. They're a little lazy, unmotivated, not the uh, greatest in terms of mental and physical strength, and they need help. You guys need help. So we're going to tackle that in a second. But first, I want to remind you that we do run a men's coaching program, 18 and older, where we help men get healthy, be confident, and get ahead in life. If you're interested in those services, contact us at stronggenscoaching at gmail.com, and we'll get back to you right away. I'm going to let Coach Tom kick it off. What uh, Sam just said, you know, so if you need a little juice to get going, you know, you don't have to get the illegal juice. You know, you can get the you you can get the the, the juice that we provide. It, it's okay. it's real life juice, motivation juice, man. And um, it's kind of like back in the day, you know, I'm dating myself, but when people used to get fired up about Springsteen concerts, you know, they don't do this anymore, but they used to call it Bruce Juice. And when you went to a concert, they gave out like, you know, milk cartons, right? Like, you know, little milk cartons, they were empty and it just said they were white and it, it had Bruce juice on it and they handed them out. You know, is, what that, I mean? is that true? Yes. Is that true? Yeah. I couldn't think of, I couldn't think of that right on the spot like this. Bruce juice, man. That's you know, it wild. was, it was awesome, you know? And, um, you know, uh, like, it's kind of like that, like that motivation. Like I can remember that, you know, Bruce, you know, I, the, he's the first concert I ever saw in Madison Square Garden. My my good friend, Mike Leonard, um, it, it, we were kids. We were 17 in 1980, and we went to the city. And we saw Madison Square Garden. It was great. And around that time, Springsteen, you know, was a part of, you know, the No Nukes con concert uh, that they held to, to you know, raise funds, um, you know, to increase awareness about nuclear weapons and stuff like that and, and to try to help deter you know, the production of them and, and even the use of them if it came down to that. And so I remember watching some clips backstage and, you know, when, when the fans knew that Bruce was coming up, all of a sudden you'd hear Bruce and the other, and the other uh, musicians were like, who are they booing? You know, <laughs> who are they booing? You know, and they're like, they're not booing. They're, they're saying Bruce, you know? And they were like, oh, God, thank God his name's not Melvin or something like that. You know what I mean? But um, but that's how fired up people get, you know. Um, but hey, man, like, that's just kind of how I am. Like, you know, that's kind of how fired up I am, you know, like just like that. And music like that fires me up still. Like I got, you know, I got all my music downloaded on my phone. There's a lot of songs, but I can hear them over and over again. And uh, when I hear them and if I'm working out or whatever, or if I'm not working out, I'm in the car. Sometimes I just want to, you know, freaking bust out of my car because it fires me up so much, you know, but, you know, I am fired up myself. Okay. And to run, to run the empire state building run up on October 6th, 86 floors, 1500 feet straight up. Okay. And, you know, this is something that's very important to me. And, um, you know, because of that, I've been training, you know, to, to, to complete it in a, in a manner that I, me, I find respectful, you know, like I'm not trying to, to beat anybody or anything like that. If I happen to, then that's cool. But, but I, I just want to make a respectable, um, you know, showing for myself, you know, yeah, no, and, so, um, that's, you know, and that's motivation for other people listening, you know, Tom 59 years old, he's running, uh, running up the empire state building four times. He's trying to do it as fast as possible. That is like 1500 stairs, 
It's a lot. How many stairs is it? 15? No, it's 1,500 feet, 86 floors. There you go. Um, so, so as that, far as stairs go, I don't know how much the stairs go. but in, in terms of motivation, you don't need much more motivation than that to let you know that you're just not you're doing as much as you possibly could do. I mean, if you're younger than 59 and you barely go for three walks a week, Tom's kicking your ass. So use that as motivation. You know, hey, he's 59. He's doing this crazy, uh, uh, crazy um, obstacle that, that is the Empire State Building race. You know, what can I start doing? And I think it comes down to kind of what you were saying. And it's the. Yeah, it's I want to something uh, that me and Sam were saying before we came on the air here, you yeah. know, is that, hey, like Sam said, I'm 59 years old and my kids are grown, you know, and I have time on my hands, you know, so this is what I like to do. Right. So some people think it's crazy, whatever. It doesn't matter. This is my thing. This is what I do. So I have time to do it. Now, there was a time in my life when I didn't have this extra time, you know, so I understand the stress that people feel, you know, but I, I want to share with people that during those times in my life that, you know, working out you know, um, was so important to me that I couldn't just give it up. As a matter of fact, I will share with you all that the only times in my life, you know, that I have not worked out were two times when I hurt my back. So, um, you know, when I got married, I hurt my back moving furniture like a dope and I couldn't, I couldn't work out for three months. I was miserable. And then, you know, in Superstorm Sandy, and it's funny that we're saying this now because Hurricane Ian is hitting the, hitting Florida right now. But in Hurricane Sandy, I hurt my back, you know, really bad. And I had to accept that I couldn't work out for a while. But to put it in perspective, those are the only two times in decades that I, you know, was on the shelf. And here's the difference. Like, I didn't want to stay on the shelf. You know what I mean? So I was on the shelf for a while, but I didn't want to stay on the shelf. So the point I'm making about being stressed, like, you know, I was there. Look, I had, you know, a, a young family, you know, at one point, you know, uh, two kids. Um, and you know, I was commuting for a while, not a long time, but for a while, 70 miles one way before, you know, so 140 mile round trip, you know, and I was administrator in a hospital program. So it was an important job, you know, so it took some of my off times too, as well. So, you know, I didn't have a lot of time with young kids and, and, um, you know, in that long commute and stuff. So, you know, I started to, to get depressed. I was like, I'm not used to this. Like I'm used to running a good 30 miles a week and, and, um, you know, I was stressing about it all the time, you know, and and I was used to being lifted on a regular basis, but I really I, I just couldn't do it all. But, you know, one day, finally, you know, it hit me and I looked at it differently. And I said to myself, Tom, working out. Being in shape, you know, running. OK, that's part of you. Like you're never going to stop doing that ever. Right. So if you have to miss a little time in the big picture, it's a little drop in the ocean. Like it's going to be fine. Like, you know, relax, you know? So when that clicked in my head in my early thirties and, and I can tell you, I remember what I did. I was running three mornings a week for 20 minutes a time. And that may sound like, and it is, it's probably really good for a lot of people, but for me that it was so a reduction but you know what it did? It, it it was more psychological than physical because I kept a lifeline to the to the person I'm always am. And I just had to not be that person for a while. Right. So what I was doing is I went out and I bought two push up, um, you know, push up, uh, break, you know, what are those things called? The push up bars, push up bars. Yeah. And and I bought push up bars 
you know, because I thought like, you know, that was going to give me a better rip of my chest or whatever. And so um, it was a psychological thing. So I was doing, you know, push-ups and sit-ups, you know, and running three days a week. And that, that got me by, or at least that was the start to getting me by. And then I would add and add and add as I got more time. And I figured things out because I had to change. Like you just don't change overnight and modify what you're doing overnight. Right. I mean, you know, uh, I didn't understand like, like Sam, one day, I know I'm talking a lot here, but I'll share something. You know, uh, Sam always knew uh, that I worked out early in the morning, right? And so he thought that I was always that way, you know what I mean? And so he started working out early in the morning when, whenever, 8, 17, 18 years old, whatever, and getting up or purposely getting up early to work out. And he said, why didn't you tell me about this earlier? Like you get it done and you got your whole day and you feel great. And I'm like, listen, let me fill you in, dude. Like I wasn't always like that. I had to do it out of necessity. Okay. I had to prioritize my life. Now, a lot of people aren't like this and I get it. Okay. It's just not me. Like um, I will lose sleep to work out. Like I will lose sleep to work out. Like I will get up early. So I'll give you an example. If I have to only get five hours of sleep to get my workout in, and pass up an extra hour or an hour and a half sleeping, I will. And I will be tired that day. I don't care. That's just how I am. Like, it's too important to me. Like, I have to be mentally healthy, okay? Even if I'm tired, okay? I have to be mentally healthy, you know, and, and feel good that I got my workout in. So I transitioned slowly into that. And, you know, after I was a, a young dad and I found out, well, I'm going to go to the gym, you know, after I get home from work, check in on the kids, whatever, do what I have to do. And, you know, see if my wife could, you know, um, you know, go to the gym for a while. But you know what? Things happen. Yeah, that work out. Well, no, I'm just saying you put it off, regardless of whether you have support or not. What you find out when you have kids is that that, you know, if you don't do something first, if you want to do something every day or close to every day or on a specific day, you have to schedule it early. You know why? Because something with kids always comes up. It does. So you're gonna end up, you know, setting yourself up for a lot of frustration. Okay, um, you know, and you know, and it, that's not going to feel good. But the whole point of this discussion is, okay, is that there's times in your life, and maybe nothing's going on, you know. And if there's nothing going on, and you just feel like you're not motivated, my message is, don't just throw in the towel totally. You know, like, you know, say like example, like, uh, you know, like there was a time in my life, seriously, like I was like up here, I was like, this was crazy. I felt that if I didn't run six miles, uh, it wasn't a workout. Like, why would I run anything less than six miles? Like, I had convinced myself. Now, obviously, that's ridiculous that, you know, at that time, that's how I felt. But what it takes is to, you know, um, accept your present situation, even if that's your mood, to accept my present mood. I'm not doing great right now. My mood's not good, but I don't want to throw in the towel totally. So if I, for example, if I used to take a walk five days a week for 30 minutes, I'm going to at least walk two days a week for 30 minutes, or I'm going to work five days a week for 15 minutes, you know, whatever it is, but I'm just not going to totally throw in the towel. Because once you do that, there's a lot of issues with that. You you get out of the routine and then your brain, when, you're, when your routine completely stops, when you cut down on your routine, okay, um, your brain doesn't completely shut off that routine. So now if you've stopped working out for three months, your brain chemistry has changed now. So your brain doesn't, doesn't expect you to work out now. 
And that's the beauty of working out when you have brain chemistry changes. You know, you're like, oh, I get up. You know what? You're like, ah, I don't feel 100% today, but, but I really feel like I need to do this. So I'm going to do it. And that's when people are locked in with their brain chemistry, right? Their routine is such, such that their, their brain expects it, you know, and that leads you to do it. Now, when you stop doing it for a while, now your brain doesn't accept it. And now, now you've got to go from, from the bottom floor, you know, to, to create a new routine. And as we all know, it's not simple. It can be done, but it's not simple. You've got to go through all those steps again, okay, of starting over. You know, uh, what we're really talking about right now is a current trend where we're seeing a lot of un unmotivated, lazy people who are not prioritizing their health. They're not taking advantage of the opportunities in front of them. And that's kind of the society that we're built on. We have immediate gratification and nobody is really used to having to delay their gratification. Uh, we are uh, handed over pills to cure things that we don't even understand. And we are just in our little turmoil and our internal sufferings that seem so grand to us personally in the moment. But in the great grand picture of things, most of us are struggling with things that are insignificant for the bigger picture. They seem very big and they are real. I'm not saying they're not real. It's just that the perspective that you have is not the actual perspective of reality. It's just what your, your small little circle is. So how can we break this cycle of, of you not feeling good? you being stuck in the same spot, you not feeling motivated, but possibly pointing the finger and blaming others or possibly not taking advantage of the opportunities in front of you. How do we do that? Well, I think it comes down to two things, kind of what Tom alluded to earlier, is that he himself has the personality of someone who is internally motivated. Like it, there, he doesn't need an external motivation. He doesn't need somebody on his face. He doesn't need to read a book. Those I don't need a Goggins. I don't need, I don't need to Goggins yelling at me. No, we don't, we don't need that because it, it doesn't actually make a long lasting change. Uh, you don't actually touch people's souls like that. Um, but you know, he's a guy where when he reads a quote, hears a song, it just elevates his already high internal motivation. And I am the same way. I don't need anybody or anything in my life to make me or get me to do the things I want to do or need to do. I just do them. And I, and it's not like I do them happily all the time. 80% of the time I suffer through the things that I'm doing. I just know I need to do them. I get them over with, and that's an internal sense of motivation. I don't crumble on the couch and sit in the fetal position and cry or blame other people. I blame myself. If it's not getting done, if I'm not at the where I'm supposed to be in terms of success and goals, it is my fault. It's nobody else's fault. So how do we get people? I'm going to ask you because you've been, you know, uh, you have a little bit more of that psychological background in terms of the mental side of this um, for people who are in this position is because I see people who are already somewhat motivated because they come to me motivated. It means they want change. But some people are just sitting at home. They don't. They didn't even make that snap in their brain where they're like, I need to change. So we're even before that. That's what I'm asking. You know, how can someone go from from being non internally motivated to internally motivated, where they only get their motivation from an external source and it's it's fleeting. As soon as it's gone, it's gone. As soon as the song is over, they're back to being depressed. You know. So how can somebody start? to trigger that internal motivation, to get them to the next step of change. And then we'll go over some of the stuff that you were talking about, some things that I want to talk about in terms of actually changing. Well, I think that, you know, we're lucky today in respect to having, you know, motivators and motivating videos and stories and articles at our fingertips. And, um, you know, I sent you one earlier today with Shaquille O'Neal, you know, that, that kind of fired me up. Uh, you know, um, yeah, he's awesome. and these things do fire me up. And I, I think like I wrote, you know, the book, the self-help book I wrote in 99 
using football analogies to help teach men anger control. And, you know, um, you know, I suggested, you know, you know, how do you build character, you know, and, and motivating strategies. And one motivating strategy is to is to read quotes and back then to read motivating quotes or to read biographies on motivating people. But we're so privileged now. It's so great. Like we can watch actual videos like YouTube is just a wonderful thing. Like you can just watch so many motivational videos. Like I'll tell you, like uh, I forget the Navy SEAL commander. Um, it might have been McRaven, but I'm not sure who does who did the speech of um, a Navy SEAL graduation talking about the value of making your bed. And, and we've said this before with strong gents, you know, and, you know, and he's just so motivated. And he's like, you know, you know, making your bed. It, it, it sometimes, Sam, to answer your questions, it's simple as that. He's like, you know, when you make your bed every day, you know, um, not only, okay, do you have a nicely made bed, okay, um, but also if, you know, if the day didn't go well for you, you, you know, you, when you go to bed that day, at least you have a nicely made bed to get into and to say, hey, and to remind yourself, hey, well, at least I made my bed today, you know, and I made it neat and I have a nice, nice bed to sleep in tonight. You know, and I just thought that that was so valuable, you know, and in the scheme of things, making your bed seems to be so insignificant. But it's when you look at what motivates people, that routine, it's a little thing, but it's that routine. It's that's the beginning of the day. I want I want to make sure that I'm going to have a good day, that I'm going to have an organized day, structured day, a motivating day, you know, that I'm going to go step by step, you know, and complete things in my life. OK, and feel good about that. So making your bed is I do it all times. First thing I do when I get up, you know, before I even, you know, go downstairs and make my coffee like it's first thing. It's I love it. It's, you know, um, and every morning I think the same thing. I made my freaking bed. I do. Well, you know, start, I mean, you start off with, you know like an action, like instead of reacting in the morning, like a lot of people, like I find myself in the morning, you know, if I was overworked and I missed my alarm clock or whatever, you know, it's constantly reacting. Like I'm reacting in the morning. I, I react to being late, you know, and then I, I get up and I'm reacting to the lack of time. So I'm rushing and then I spill something, right? And then I have to clean up. Now I have less time. I go out the front door, I get in my car, my car, my car is not warmed up yet. So I'm reacting to the cold and now I'm all stiff and I run over the curb and then there's a school bus and I'm reacting to the school bus and then I get to work and it's just constant reacting. You're not in control. You're out of control, but something as simple as, as making your bed puts you in the setting of taking action. You are yeah. in the mindset of taking action. So I think that's another part of it. Um, but I also think that, you know, what you're talking about is like taking a small step is a good start, a uh, stepping stone for some people to get to that next, you know, where they're trying to be, you know, stop being stuck in a rut you got to do something different than you're doing now. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I think the issue comes, and maybe you can give your opinion on this, is when people want to change, they believe that their pain and frustration that they're currently experiencing is the highest that it will ever be. And that by trying to get healthy and do all the right things, that their pain and frustration is going to decrease right away. And immediately they're going to see positive change. And as a trainer, I know that is completely false. It's actually the exact opposite. And I'll explain it now because the pain and frustration that you're experiencing right now in your current situation, you are used to. You're, you actually are comfortable with that pain and frustration. You just don't know it. You don't know any other pain and frustration from any of the other habits that you're trying to implement into your life. So if you're someone who doesn't do anything, you're overweight, you're unhealthy, you're unmotivated, and then you go do a grueling workout and you eat chicken and broccoli for the first three days, you are going to be so upset when it 
super painful to work out and you're sore and it's uncomfortable and you want to cry and you're not having your favorite foods and you're not feeling a lot super energetic because because you're not staying in bed all day anymore so you're not getting as much sleep these are new pains that you haven't experienced before and i think most people give up right so my my whole thing here is is you have to change your mindset from thinking that just because you're trying to be healthy and happy and get yourself out of a rut it doesn't actually happen right away in terms of you feeling good. It takes time. It's that delayed gratification I was talking about earlier. Everybody wants that immediate gratification. I eat one salad and I think I'm healthy. I work out one time and I expect these great results when in reality, it's going to suck and your frustration and pain is actually going to be higher than it's ever been in a very long time because you're not used to the new stimulus. You're not used to what you're doing, the exercise, the eating healthy, the getting up earlier, the prioritizing time management. It's frustrating and you're not used to it, but most people quit before they see the positive change. And the time it takes to see positive change is different for everybody. I've, I've had people see it in two weeks, two months, two years. But the successful people who do eventually change are the ones who don't stop. And I'll give you an example of, of myself here, right? So I, I get punched in the face in life time and time again. It's like it doesn't, it doesn't end ever since I was like 20 years old. It doesn't end. Um, you know, that's, you can listen to my podcast on getting diagnosed with Elhurst uh, Danlos syndrome. I, I posted that before, but in general, I just have all these health complications and it's so funny because I'm a, I've been a trainer for a decade in counting and I have all these weird health problems, but you um, got really nice teeth though. Yeah, I do have, I, that's, thank you. Thank you for your investment there. Um, but in general, I get punched in the face consistently to the point where most people in my position would give up. Most people in my position would be on the couch. Most people in my position would be playing the victim role. Whoa, me, I have all these issues. People, I want help from people. I want free things. I, I, want, I just want a break. And in my mindset, which I want you guys to adopt, is yeah. I don't care what I'm going through. I don't care how many times I get punched in the face. I actually, and it's sick to some people, but to me, I think it's the only way to live. And that is the fact that I want to see how much shit I can take in this life because I think that is glorious. I think that people who live an easy life and then get to their deathbed without experiencing a lot, I think they're missing out. I think the glory comes in from how tough are you mentally and physically? How much can you withstand in life before you're gone? That is amazing because it shows how passionate and how motivated and driven you are to live this life. And now I'm more of an extreme version of that. I think you can dumb this down, right? So if you're someone who is in a position where you're unmotivated and you're stuck and you're fat and you're overweight and you're unhappy with where you are, what you can what you can do is accept the challenge, accept the calling to your own personal hero's journey. What is that challenge? You know, can you do it? Are you capable of sticking to two workouts a week? And that's not a lot. Are you capable of giving up your favorite foods for an entire week? Are you capable of waking up 20 minutes early to go for a walk? See it as a challenge. Don't see it as a burden. See how much you can do and start small and then build on those wins. Because if you just, if you don't do anything, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, like, again, I, I think it's really important, okay, to, to, you know, you have to accept that doing less than you want Okay, like I actually have a, had a client who had a difficult time starting to work out because 
and, and he had worked out in a long time because working out was such a part of his life that he was dealing with guilt that he stopped doing it and that it, he couldn't bring himself to do it. Now he was in counseling, which is good. And, you know, that's, that's a person who should be in counseling, you know, like you should, you know, that that's, that's irrational guilt. We call that right. He, he, that, that's irrational guilt. So, um, you know, that was standing in his way from getting to go going. He wasn't making an excuse. You know, he, he was legitimately experiencing, you know, that guilt that he like self-loathing that he had stopped working out five years prior. And, you know, and because of that, he just, you know, he had a certain thing in his mind about working out what it was. And he knew he couldn't get to that level right away. And so it was just too difficult for him, you know, um, so we really had to work at it. So I think this acceptance part, like, um, you know, if you have these expectations of, you know, um, you know, of what you used to do or and you're totally out of shape, you know, then, as Sam said, you can throw in the towel real quickly because you're not going to you're not getting there as fast as you like. Um, instead of like my, I use myself as an example, coming to the understanding that, hey, you know, I'm always going to be working out. The frequency may change because of whatever situation I'm in or whatever mental issue I might be dealing with, but I'm always going to do it. So even if that's walking a half a mile a day, like I got it in, you know, so I think that it's acceptance of what the present situation is, you know, and also that, you know, a reframing of, of what your expectations are in regards to what working out is all about. And I think that, you know, if people can do that, then they can start on a, on a, uh, on a, you know, and be patient and, and feel good about at least doing something, you know? Um, and I think people should feel good about at least doing something, you know, they should, because you can build on that. And I, I, I really believe that. Yeah. And I think also, you know, like some people need to have an ego check, you know, some people will think that they're, you know, above the status of something, or they're just, they're refusing the, the help of somebody else in terms of, you know, gaining the information on what they need to do. So sometimes I think it's good to have an ego check and tell, you know, tell yourself, you know, you're not above anything. Like if you're in a spot where you're not feeling good and you're stuck in a rut, you know, um, you might have to take yourself out of your shoes. Okay. And listen to the information. Someone who you might not want to listen to is giving you and implement it because information is great, but implementation, implementation of the information is the only way you see results. But you can't do that if you're constantly blocking out information right. because you think you're above all the information. You might need something that seems way too simple and below you, but that's where you need to start. And I will say this too. You know, I understand that everybody is different in regards to, you know, what motivates them and working out. I am a self-motivator. I don't need anybody to work out. Um, sometimes I like working out with other people, but I have my agenda. You know what I mean? I have my weights at home. I don't go to the gym. I'm not opposed to going to the gym like I would do it, but I'm not going to meet anybody there. You know, those days are over. Like I'm going to do my workout. I'm not opposed to doing that potentially. But what I'm saying is, is that I work out on my own. I'm a lone wolf. Not everybody is like that. Okay. Some people do need that social contact so they can feed off each other a reason to get up. Because I'll be honest with you, I know I've been here before in regards to other people. Like I used to work out with somebody in the past. Um, and, um, and I work out with somebody once in a while where we, you know, with, with some other stuff, but you know, it adds something. So what does it add? Well, I promised this person I was going to, I was going to get up, you know, and meet them at four 30. So now it's not just you, right? It's, 
you're you're letting somebody down. So um, that is also helpful. So if you are that type of person, then I would encourage you to to um, really consider signing up with a personal trainer. Okay, and having that social contact and that guide. You yeah, know, just reach out to us at stronggenscoaching at gmail.com. Right. Or a group or, or also a group training class, you know, where together, you know, you can have a, you know, you can share each other's goals and pro and process you know, progress because it does. I mean, it's nice. It's cool. Like I, that, that I won't really roll that way myself, but you know, it's so cool. You know what it's like? It's kind of like, like, I don't know. I'm kind of a strange dude. Like, like I really like sports and, you know, and stuff. And I've been a football coach for so long. And I'm a, I'm a fan, but I'm not a, like a rabid fan, you know, like I'm a giant fan, but I'm not going to wear the shirt. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go crazy. Like some of my friends are like that. I'm just not like that, you know? So I'm a little bit different, you know, but I understand that guys are like that. And I envy them a little bit. Like some of my friends, they have so much fun, like, you know, like doing the whole jet giant thing and get dressed up and, 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 you know, and they get really fired up if they win or get really depressed when they lose. And, you know, I'm here, I'm even keel the whole time, you know what I mean? And I enjoy the games like no one else. Like I'm a coach. I enjoy it. I soak it in. I'm a sponge, you know what I mean? And I love it, but I'm just not like that. But some people are, they, they go overboard. Um, you know, they go all out overboard is probably a, a wrong word, but they're extreme and they go all out. And so, you know, if you're that type of person, maybe you do need that social contact, you know, and, you know, um, and, and so I would try to, you know, it, you know, I would encourage them to try to figure out how to fit that in, even if it's one day a week, because even if you're connecting with somebody one day a week, maybe that's going to be helpful for you to do another day on your own. So at least you're doing two days a week instead of doing none. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The group is, you cannot have more, a more beneficial outcome than being in a group every single time. Even if it's a tiny percentage of help, you'll get more help by being in a group than not by being in a group. You just will. Even if you're a lone wolf, like you still have people around you. Your group doesn't have to be big. You know, you can, you can get some motivation, you can get some inspiration, you can get a push from three people, the same you can as 30 people. It's the people. Well, I can tell you something that's really cool because I have a, a Garmin watch, right? And I didn't really have these watches before. And something that's really cool that me and my friends at work, like you could follow, you have a connection. So I follow them and, and so I can see the workouts that they did and they can see my workouts. And so you can comment on their workouts and it's cool. You know, like I like that. I like motivating them. You know, I didn't even have to talk to them. It's on the app. You know what I mean? And then I can, I can, I can like their workout and I can make a comment and they can do the same to me. And Hey, I'm not going to lie. feels good. You know, it feels good when they say you're killing it. Like, you know, like, and all this stuff. Of course, you know, you, it's you, awesome. People feed off that, you know, and then, and then you kind of see that your work is being noticed and people like that. People like being on Garmin watch. I was never a big watch guy, but I, but I like it. My, my man, Jim got me into this and it tracks everything, you know? Yeah, they have, you do Garmin, Fitbit, Apple, Whoop. There's a ton of them. You know, yeah, you know, ton of them. You can all you can you can connect with your friends on any. Maybe Garmin could be a sponsor for us, man. Like you know, maybe we should like. <laughs> I've been we, I've been out some companies in my YouTube videos. Maybe so, we should push on, Garmin, man. I love. Go it. subscribe to YouTube channel, by the way. Okay, we got two minutes before this Zoom. Uh, yeah, good. Okay. Um, but good, I just, pod, good cast, good talk. I want to touch on a couple things in the two minutes. So um. A lot of stuff that we're talking about, you know, like uh, some actual steps you can take is working out. So 
A lot of men nowadays, you probably listening, are out of shape. You're overweight. You got way too much body fat. And what this actually does is it reduces your testosterone levels. So your testosterone levels naturally decline as you age. The more body fat you have, it messes with the endocrine system in your body. You actually produce less testosterone and more estrogen-related hormones. And therefore, your T levels decrease. When your T levels decrease, a lot of stuff happens. And one of the things that happens is motivation. The number one hormone that is... Uh, Correlated with motivation is testosterone. So the higher somebody's testosterone is, the more motivated they are to do something. So a good way for you to increase your testosterone as a male right now is by losing body fat and building muscle. And the way you do that is by engaging in strength training. You go for very long walks. You clean up your diet and you get at least six and a half hours of sleep every single night. So that's those are practical steps you could do. In terms of the mental health side of things, which also correlates to motivation, one is accepting that right now you need to do it out of necessity. There's no, like you have an option here, most of you. It's you have to do it, right? So the first thing is to find somebody or a group of people that you find motivation in and reach out to them as an accountability. Ask them to help you get to the next step. And you can reach out to us at stronggenscoaching at gmail.com. Again, stronggenscoaching at gmail.com if you would like one-on-one coaching as well as the group community. So that's step number two. And step number three is to accept the challenge. In my opinion, we are too comfortable. We don't have enough challenges. There's too many safe spaces. There's too much lack of, of discipline in, in getting things done. So the last part is to accept the challenge of changing your life. Can you do it? And the answer is yes. You just have to be willing to sacrifice and to take some punches. We got about 35 seconds left. If you have any last words, Coach Tom? What I will say, you heard what Sam said. Sam didn't read any of that. Okay, Sam, that came out of his, it just came out because that's who he is and that's what he knows. So you would think that someone was reading all that information, okay? So he's like a, a walking fitness dictionary, all right? So um, he's the man, you know, he, he's telling you what, like it is. And, um, you know, check out Strong Gen.